Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Those of you who said, next year I'm going to really serve God, we have entered. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, um, when you are talking about a new year, it looks very far. Then when you enter, don't be like those who by June just say, you know, it's like when you watch the premiership and you know your club will not be able to win the, the cup by middle of the season. You say, let them just catch out the season. Let everybody start again. No, 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 no. Praise the name of the Lord. But this year is going to be an amazing, super amazing year. Amen. And don't forget, um, the last message I thought last year, give yourself the gift of a new year. Praise the name of the Lord. Forget your failures, forget your success, forget everything that happened last year. Don't carry last year into this year. Just tell yourself it's a new year. Even if the devil tries hard to remind you that this is 1987, tell the devil it's a lie. This is a brand new year. And expect the goodness of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. And I pray that signs, wonders, and miracles will happen at the teaching of your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I don't know how many of you read something I posted, which is one of the most profound testimonies that I had last year. Um, whilst we were in Kenya at the Fortress Assembly, I asked to minister to people who needed healing. And um, this woman, well, I didn't know until they sent me the testimony some few days back. This woman, her child had a very terrible back pain. The child could not even play, could not do physical exercise in school. It was such a, a bad pain. So the, the, the lady stood in for, for the boy. And, uh, well, I didn't know, just laid hands on her. And uh, she sent the testimony to the pastor some few days back that the boy was healed instantly that same day. Healed and back to playing. That is the power of God and that's the miraculous power of God. One of the things we're going to see in our church this year is the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord has asked me specifically to uh, focus on that and minister to the sick as much as, as we can. So we're going to have a lot of uh, ministry to the sick and ministry uh, to people who need healing in their bodies. Amen. And I'm not the only one God is going to use. God is going to use you to get that done. Praise the name of the Lord. You didn't say amen. amen. I said, I'm not the only one God will use. I said, God is going to use you to get that done. All right. Let's agree first before we really enter the year. Okay. So, you know, as, as our custom is, or as we're led by the Lord, the month of January will focus on wisdom. And so, all through this month, we are going to talk about wisdom for living. This is the third year that we have been dealing with wisdom in January. So, we just call this Wisdom for Living 3.0, the updated version. So, ensure, 
ensure that your, your notes are updated. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, we want to look at wisdom, the principal thing. Wisdom, the principal thing. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7, uh, the King James Version. If you read it from the New American Standard, you might not really get the, the way it is, but if you read it from the King James Version, then it, it, it flows a bit better. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. How many of you realize that when you entered the new year, nothing about you really changed? Are you still in last year or you're here? You're not talking. What's happening? Are you overfed? How many of you realize that you didn't suddenly grow slim? How many of you realize you didn't suddenly grow fat? Where some people grew fat between 25th and, uh, and 1st. Right? Some of the things you thought you would do before January 1st. How many of you realize they were not done? That's just life for you. So you have to grab this year by the neck and make sure it works for you. Are you following what I'm saying? Alright. So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Now pay attention to that. Wisdom does not fall on people. You have to go get it. He says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Now, um, the Young Literals Translation, L-Y-L-T, says, the first thing is wisdom. Get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Now, let's read the Amplified Version. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, the Amplified Version. It says, the beginning of wisdom, or the principal thing, get wisdom. Then, it says, brackets, which is what I like, skillful and godly wisdom. Skillful and godly wisdom. It says, for skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. And with all you have gotten, get understanding. Then it, 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 it defines understanding. It says, discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. Write those three words down. Write those three words down. Discernment. Comprehension. And interpretation. That's what understanding is. Discernment. Comprehension. And interpretation. Now, it's very important, don't forget all the days of this month, we are reading the book of Proverbs, one chapter a day. So, start today. When you get back home, read Proverbs chapter 1 and ensure that you start today. When you start reading the book of Proverbs, there are three words that you would find all through Proverbs that are very important. Note those words down. Number one is the word wisdom. You will see wisdom all through Proverbs. The second word you would find is the word knowledge. 
The second word you would find is the word knowledge. And the third word you would find is the word what? Understanding. As you read the book of Proverbs, you see those words play on each other. You'll find them a lot. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Those three words. And any words that's emphasized in a particular verse or a particular book, you should pay very close attention to it. So, what is the difference? Before we continue, what is the difference? First of all, uh, let me use the dictionary definition, okay? Wisdom is the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. That's, that's dictionary. Why knowledge, on the other hand, is information gained through experience, reasoning, or acquaintance. So, wisdom, according to the dictionary, is the ability to discern, to judge what is true, right, or lasting. Why knowledge, on the other hand, is information gained through experience, reasoning, or acquaintance. Then, understanding uh, is being able to mine out information. That is to see through information to know the what, the how, and the why. So, let me give you an example. So, uh, let me give you an example to, to explain that so you understand it. Knowledge, let me use a gun for instance. How many of you know what a gun is? Just to be sure. How many of you know what a gun is? Alright. So, knowledge is knowing how to use a gun. Right? You've got the facts. Everybody at least knows how to use a gun. I'm assuming. So I say no. Okay. But even when you have never held a gun, when you were playing, why were you doing? Why did you do that? <laughs> why didn't you do this? So everybody has that understanding. All right. Knowledge has that knowledge. Skill, um, wisdom is knowing when to use it, which means that you don't use it on your family. Use it on a thief. Understanding is knowing exactly what happens that makes a bullet to come out. Okay, that's an extreme example. Let me use an example that is common. How many of you know how to drive a car? <laughs> Let's rewind the year. How many of you in this church of the living God knows how to drive a car? Wow. It's like we now organize free driving lessons. Eh? Okay. How many of you know how a car works? No, 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 no. I don't mean you put a key and you... That's not, that's not knowing. You know exactly how the hydraulic system works, how the steering works. How many of you know that? <laughs> Sometimes I'm not a mechanic. Okay. That's understanding. Right? Wisdom is not knowing when to drive. That when there's a fence ahead of you, you don't say it's your year of speed. <laughs> Are you following that? Put up that stuff I said you, you, should, you should put on the board for me. Put, put it up. Look at this. Now I need you to understand this, right? Knowledge is facts and information. Knowledge is facts and information. 
Knowledge is fact and what? Information. You just know the facts. Understanding is that you know the meaning and the principles. You have an understanding of how it works. Praise God. You have an understanding of how it works. You, you understand, you know, and, and pay very close attention here because I, I'm, I'm trusting the Lord that this year we are going to not only be filled with knowledge, but also be filled with understanding and be filled with wisdom. Are you following this now? Understanding is how it works. You know how it works. You know the meaning. You know the principles behind it. Then, wisdom is you know what to do. You know how to apply knowledge. Are, are you following this now? You know, I, I realized this, and I used to make that mistake before, but I don't anymore. You know, sometimes you think that people who know a lot are wise. I, have you seen somebody who knows a lot? If he knows too much, that he cannot receive wisdom anymore. So I used to think that if people had a lot of knowledge, they would automatically be wise. Then I realized, no, many people have knowledge, but they do not have wisdom. Are you following this? For instance, apologies if you are an economics professor listening to this. There are economic professors who are poor. But you should, you should, you should, you should feel that if a man understands economics like this, macroeconomics, microeconomics, he's plotting all the graphs, he should be able to plot his way out of poverty. That's knowledge. And many times we confuse knowledge with wisdom. It is not the same thing. Many people have knowledge, but they don't know how or when to apply. For instance, I'll give you an example. Uh, when to speak. When to talk. The Bible says words that are rightly spoken. That means words spoken at the right time. Are you following this? You might have a lot of words in your mind. You might have a lot of knowledge in your mind. When do you talk? At what time do you open your mouth? Do you just open your mouth anywhere, anyhow, at any time? You, you know, there are people who just say, the way my life is, I just say my own and I forget. And they say, they say things at the wrong time. Praise the name of the Lord. And so this year, we are not just going to focus on the, uh, the acquisition of knowledge. We're going to go for wisdom. When do you apply the knowledge you have acquired? So you see some people very educated. Very educated, but there is no progress in their life. There is no progress. But they are educated. And we will mistakenly say these people are wise. No, they are not wise. That is why, you see, sometimes expecting people who are educated to be wise can, can sometimes uh, just make you confused. Because you see some people make very foolish decisions and you're like, but this person should know better. No, knowledge is not equal to what? Wisdom. Wisdom simply means 
knowing when to apply whatever knowledge you have. Praise the name of the Lord. And what is understanding? You know how things work. You know how things work. How do things work? You're not just acquiring facts. You've gone deeper. Praise God. You've gone deeper to understand how things work. How does prayer work? How does giving work? You, you, you're going deeper. You're, on, you're getting understanding. You're, you're, um, let me use another example so that you get it. You know people who um, memorize, right? Cram. Cram is the word we use. You know people who, who memorize, right? Who cram for exams. You don't know. You should know because I know you cramped. That thing you used to do. You know when you cram for exams, you just want to go straight to the exam hall. When they are calling you, hey, hey. Because if you forget something, it's gone, right? That's acquisition of knowledge. But if you understand the subjects, and that's what a lot of people don't understand about academics. That's what a lot of people don't understand about being a teacher. What you want your students to get is not just the body of knowledge. You want them to understand the subject. Now, uh, a student who understands the subject, even though uh, the, the question might not come directly the way they were taught in class, via understanding, he's able to provide answers. Are you following this? That's why people who carry stuff to the exams hall, you know, once the question and what they carried does not tally, they are destabilized. You just see them sweating. You say, ah, what is happening? <laughs> it's not easy. It's not what I thought. You, they have the body of knowledge, right? But because they don't understand, they are not able to provide the correct answer. Are you, are you still here? So, why am I giving you all these examples? This year is not just about accumulation of knowledge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't just read books and read books and read books and now confuse yourself. What you have read, know when to apply it. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Alright, now, uh, so knowledge is a body of facts or information. Understanding is meaning and principles, why wisdom is knowing what to do next or how to apply that body of knowledge. When you look at creation, go to Proverbs chapter 3. When you look at creation, right, if you look at how God created the universe or the earth, the heavens and the earth, what comes to you, Proverbs chapter 3, praise God, when you look at how God created the heavens and the earth, what comes to you is power. You look at how powerful God is. Praise God. You look at how powerful God is. You just see, oh, God is powerful. So behind creation, Proverbs chapter 3, I said, verse 19. When you look at creation, what you see is power. You feel, ah, man, God is powerful. Look at what he created. But look at this. Let's, let's look at it. Verse 19. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19. Look at this. The Lord, by what? Wisdom founded the earth. By wisdom. 
So the Bible tells us when we look at creation, we are not just looking at power, we're looking at wisdom. And when you look at creation, you will see that order of wisdom. God did not create fish. And now, when the fish starts gasping, you see, what, what do they want? <laughs> you see, ah, water. Hey! You, you, <laughs> Michael, you didn't create water. I said, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, water. No. You know, some of, us, some of us are like that. When we are taking a step, we now realize, oh, we didn't, we didn't take the necessary step. That's not how God created. Next Sunday, I'll teach you on the well-ordered life. Your life should have order. See, wisdom is, the, you know, lack of wisdom is, is one of the results of disorganization. You know, even in our nation here, sorry to say, some of our leaders don't have wisdom. They have knowledge. You say, this one's schooled in Harvard. This one's schooled in uh, Stanford. This one's schooled in Britain. And yet, they cannot construct one road. For 20 years. One road. Just a road from here there. They cannot construct it. Meanwhile. There were roads constructed in Egypt. Years ago. By people who didn't go to the university. Those roads are still strong. Body of knowledge. Not knowing when to apply it. <laughs> but very skillful. In stealing. Very skillful. You just hear, you just hear, this minister has taken 60 billion. How? Then when the man is about to be arrested, he faints. In the house of assembly, he faints. And then they say, oh, the man is sick. They say, oh, yeah, bring 10 million and go your way. Skillful. What does it take to govern a nation rights? Hallelujah. Says the Lord, by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. Go to verse, the next verse, verse 20. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and the skies dripped with dew. Can you see how the whole creation process was explained in the book of Proverbs? That God used all of these three elements we just talked about to create the whole world. By wisdom he founded the earth. Right? And what the, by understanding, what did he do? He established the heavens. And by his knowledge, the depths were broken and the skies dripped with dew. God used all these three elements to form the earth. If your life will take shape this year, these three elements have to get into work. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I know you have fasted and you even did dry. Wisdom will tell you not to do dry fasting. That's why I'm teaching you this now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know you want to climb mountain so that God will hear you. But when you come down from the mountain, after your dry fasting, have knowledge. Have wisdom. Have what? Understanding. <laughs> you know, one time, there's nothing against the fast. I'm, I'm fasting. 
One time, the children of Israel were fasting. The Lord now called them. He says, come, come, come. This is the type of fast that I desire. Give them knowledge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is the type. And told them what to do. And told them what to do. Go for knowledge this year, but much more than that, wisdom is the principal thing. Knowing when to apply that knowledge that you have. Charles Spurgeon said this, Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. And I like that. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. To know is not to be wise. For instance, I know how to drive a car. Right? Um... Imagine I just take our car and just start driving streets and I get to the end of the road and I said, I want to keep driving. You know, at that point, foolishness has entered my knowledge. Do you, do you realize that? Come on, are you still here? I know how to drive, but wisdom is when to apply the brakes and when to accelerate. If I see <laughs> a lot of cars ahead of me and I accelerate, you know that foolishness had entered my knowledge. So a man can be knowledgeable and act foolishly. Sometimes we don't expect it, but he can. Come on, is someone with me in the service this morning? Are, are you following me? So, it's not by knowledge. Wisdom is the principle. In fact, wisdom will tell you what knowledge to acquire. What um, knowledge to apply. When to apply that knowledge? When do you save? When do you give? And I'll show you practical things. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Alright. I know some of you stayed up late last night to shoot knockouts. It's showing in your face. Your wife was calling, come inside, come and sleep. Say, no, we want to enter the new year with noise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. That's what Charles Spurgeon said, not me. Many men know a great deal and all the greater fools for it. What does it mean? They have a lot of knowledge. You know when to apply it. There is no fool so great as a fool. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. That means a fool who knows. This is Charles Spurgeon, not me. Alright? I'm still reading his quote. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. To know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. You know this year you ought to be disciplined. To read, to lose weight, to finish your goals, but you still oversleep. You, don't you have knowledge? Why are you oversleeping? Wisdom is when you know when to wake up. Are you following this? Wisdom is when you know when to shut down and go and read the books. I, and I'm looking at this. There's really nobody, I don't think there is anybody who does not know what it takes to be successful. You will even hear people say, I'm supposed to read, oh, but me and book. You know, they know. So they have knowledge. Right? <laughs> you see some people scrolling their phone. Say, what am I doing? I'm just wasting my time. All these people, useless people. What are they writing? Yeah, they know. 
They know. But the wisdom to drop the phone and go and do something productive is what will make the difference this year. Listen to me. What will make the difference this year is wisdom. You already know. I see you know everything. Alright. You know you should save. But when you stand in front of that store, it's like the drinks will be calling you. Chivita exotic. Coconut. See, I just like the coconut flavor. And it's calling your name. Jumbo come. Jumbo come. Jumbo come. Sorry, Jumbo. <laughs> your name came to my mind. And then you say, I surrender. I surrender all. You go and give all your money. And then you relax. Put it in the freezer. You don't tell anybody you bought something. You say, what is that? Say, don't, 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 don't worry, nothing. Take it to your room and I just drink it. With every sip of glass, it's money you are taking in. Take your take money. Just drinking money. Just drinking money. And then later I say, I don't just know what happened to my money. <laughs> are you following this? Wisdom is knowing when to buy and when not to buy. Are you following this now? Wisdom, wisdom is knowing when to enjoy and when not to enjoy. Wisdom is knowing when to give and when not to give. When to save. Are you following this now? That's what will make the difference. The word principle, when it says wisdom is the principal thing, the word principle means first in order of importance. First in order of importance. I think I've talked about this before in one of the wisdoms for living. How many of you remember scale of preference in, uh, in economics, right? Limited resources, unlimited ones, right? So when you're going to the market, what do you do? You put up a scale of preference. What's your scale of preference? What is important? Right? Right. Am I right? Okay. So let's imagine that you're a man, you're married, you have children, and you have money for, there's food, there's clothes, there's... There is a chair, furniture you need to buy in your house. What do you think should be the most important? Food. Some men don't agree. What do you think should be the most important? Food, furniture, clothes. What should be the most important? Food. Alright? Next should be what? Clothes. So you rather dress well and go and sit on the floor. Alright, I'm just saying. Okay, clothes. Then the last one should be what? Furniture. Okay. I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Alright, so, scale of preference. First, the first thing you should get this year is wisdom. That's what we arrange the remaining months of the year. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Wisdom is a principal thing. First in order of importance. Now, in Romans 16 verse 27, God is described as the only wise God. The only wise God. So one of the attributes, one of the attributes um, it says to the only wise God through Jesus Christ be glory forever. Amen. I, I like the fact that he's described as the only wise God. So one of the attributes of God is wisdom. Wisdom is one of the attributes of God. And it's, the, it's an attribute we do not really talk about so much. But wisdom is one of the major attributes of God. Practical wisdom. You see, the more you fellowship with God, the more the Holy Spirit should be able to give you wisdom to drive the affairs of your life. Praise God. Are you still here? 
Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24, Jesus is called the wisdom of God. Jesus is called the wisdom of God. And pay attention here because one of the things I want to really, I'm trusting the Lord to help me, uh, um, um, to help me, 1 Corinthians 1 24. One of the things I'm trusting God to help me is see, this is not just wisdom according to the world. It says, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So, Jesus is called the wisdom of God. God is called the only wise God. In Matthew seven twenty four, the Bible says, the man that hears these teachings of mine and does the word is called a wise man. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, pay attention to that. You hear the word and you act on it. The Bible says he can be compared to what? A wise man. So, you know what? Hearing the word is not enough. You have to act on it. You have to act on it. You've set your goals now. You've set the things you want to do. Act on them. Praise God. Act on them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have said you want to save this year. Act on it. You've said you want to give this year. Act on it. You've said you want to read this year. Go and act on it. You've said you want to pray more this year. Act on it. <laughs> you know, I was telling uh, Pastor Mary this morning, you know, I, I wanted to pray, but I slept a bit late yesterday night. So when I got up to pray, I was feeling a bit sleepy. So I came out in the morning just praying there. You know, because the weather was cold, so it wasn't very convenient. But it kept me awake. Just now, you just think that you are praying, but you have slept. You act on it. No discipline is convenient. Are you hearing? Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Nothing you have said you want to do this year is convenient. Will be convenient. Will be fine. Will be easy. If it were easy, you would have done it many years ago. You know, there are some people who ought to be in church now and they got up and they just feel, ah, we still have many Sundays. Next Sunday, I'll, I'll try again. Network is not available at the moment. Go to church next week. Yeah, nothing is easy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Left for all of us, we just want the holiday to continue. Holiday is easy. It's easy to just relax. It's easy to just watch your life slide. Praise God. So it says, if you hear the word of God and you act on it, you can be compared to what? A wise man. Now, write these two statements down, very important. What, what you get by inheritance, you sustain by wisdom. What you get by inheritance, you sustain by wisdom. Or we say, what you get by the favor and the miracle of God, you will sustain by wisdom. Then also, what you get by inheritance, you can also destroy by lack of wisdom. So whatever you have in your life right now is wisdom that will sustain it. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's finances, whether it's your job, it's wisdom that will sustain it. I want to give you two examples. Go to 1 Kings chapter 12. You know the story of 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 15. 1 Kings 12, um, 15. 
<laughs> Very funny story. And, 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 and I want you to pay attention here. First Kings chapter 12 and verse 15. But you, you know the whole story. It's a long reading. I don't want us to read that. You know the story of Rehoboam, right? In First Kings chapter 12, from verse 6 to uh, verse 13 and 15. And when you read the story, you realize that this, this young man had the kingdom given to him. And then some people came and told him, we, we, will be, we, will be, we will be your slave if you do this. And please lessen the body your father gave to us. Then he called, now this is where you need to pay attention. He called two classes of people. He called the elders. And the elders said, if you lessen their burden, they will be your servants forever. He called the young men who are his peers. And those ones say, tell them, <laughs> my, my father's, my smallest finger, it's like my father's wrist, tell them. You see, when you look at those two counsel, the one the young man gave looked like it has a lot of wisdom. But there was no wisdom there. So, this wisdom I'm teaching this morning is wisdom by the word of God. It's not the wisdom of all those quotes you go and carry to ruin your life. And I see, I see some of you just carry quotes. Quotes that are not consistent with the word of God. Hmm? All your quotes is about cutting people off. You like me, I like you. You don't like me, I don't like you. Scores settle. Equal to zero. Zero, zero, one, one is draw. <laughs> you're acting contrary to the word of God. You're not wise. You, and you guys... And I'm serious. You need to stop putting those stuff up because you're misleading people. You're turning people away from righteousness. You stop those stuff. Stop those things that are convenient for your flesh that are contrary to the word of God. You are a child of God. You walk in love. You forgive. So when I say wisdom, you see, anything can appear as wisdom. Remember what we talked about understanding. What, 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 what words did we use for understanding from the Amplified Version? There's a word there. Discernment. Comprehension. And what? And interpreting. You must apply it. If not, every counsel will look like wisdom. He took this counsel and the kingdom was divided from him. He lost the kingdom. He lost the kingdom completely. Another story. You know, you know him, your brother. The prodigal son. Luke 15, 14. Hmm? I, I like the prodigal son a lot because I learned a lot, a lot of lessons from his life. Luke 15, verse 14. You know the prodigal son, right? Came to his father and says, Give me my portion. I can't wait for you to die. And the man divided, the Bible says, the man divided his wealth between them. Two boys divided his wealth. So this man, the prodigal son, actually took half of his father's wealth. Go to verse 15. Verse 14, sorry. Now, when he had spent everything, when he had spent, in fact, it was just two verses. He took the thing in verse 12. By verse 14, trouble has entered. It, didn't, it wasn't even a long story. It didn't, the guy did not use many verses. In fact, verse 13 is it. And many days later, the young son gathered everything together and went on a journey. You know, when you have money, you just like to travel. 
Eh? Every time you have money, they will start calling you in the village. You know, some people just feel when they have money, they should be headed towards the village. That's the direction. Your wife can't talk to you anymore. Anytime money comes, your friends just appear. Say, we were classmates in 1965. I've not seen him for a long time. Just traveled. Went on a journey to a distant country. Eh? No accountability. So he just went away. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Squandered. Just like to buy things. Some of you have shoes you have not worn for two years. You bought it and then COVID came. You, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> and then after COVID, you grew fat. Now you can't wear those shoes. I'm talking to you ladies especially. That whole thing of accumulation, you need to deal with it. Some of you just have clothes and clothes and clothes and clothes. Sometimes you look at yourself in the mirror and say, in Jesus' name, I am content. In Jesus' name, I like the colors I have. Sometimes it can just be loose living. And I think sometimes we just buy that narrative. And we just have bags, 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 bags. And why do you come late to church? Confusion. <laughs> Stand in front of the, the bag. <laughs> Say, which one will I use? And then the most funny thing is looking and he say, ah, I don't even have bag. Oh, no, no, don't do, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't, let that not come out of your mouth. All right. <laughs> we said don't lose living. Look at the next verse. When he had spent everything. Listen, this line should not be associated with your life. This is what leads people to eat with swine. When he had spent everything. You see, that phrase, spent everything, showed there was no wisdom. Some of us are not satisfied until the account balance is zero. And let me tell you, if you were raised in a home where you had either a mother or a father that had that propensity, you will lean towards the one who spends a lot. Because that one looks like the one who is really enjoying life. Nobody ever gets wealthy by spending everything. Nobody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? Nobody ever gets... Let me tell you something. I'm sorry to use our nation as an example. But you realize when during uh, Obasanjo's regime, uh, when uh, President Obasanjo was president, remember uh, with all those awesome ladies, they went to the Paris club and they begged for debt relief, right? And our debts were forgiven. How many of you remember our debts were forgiven? You know how much we're owing now? We're owing some very good money. That starts with T. Some trillions we're owing. You know why? It's a habit. Do you understand? Let me tell you. If we go and beg again, and they forgive us everything again, in the next five years, we'll still owe. That's for the country. Look at your life too. You were debt-free four years ago. Now you're in debt. Do you understand that? You have to look at how you are governing your own life. 
don't spend everything. Even though you have it, you must not spend it. It's not wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I, and I've talked about this. For some of us who are wealthy, um, even the way our children eat food is not wisdom. If you didn't have that much money, they would not eat that way. Preparing dummy. And then the child takes one spoon. And they just throw throws themselves on the floor and start crying. Say, so, well, don't you like it? You don't like Indomie? Say, no, I don't want one spaghetti. No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Then you carry the Indomie. Put it in the fridge. Say, they'll eat it later. Four days down the line, throw it in the dustbin. Then you give it spaghetti. Oh, it's too long, it's too long. What do you want? What do you want? And in the space of 30 minutes, two, three foot tight have been thrown away. You are, you are blessed. You don't want your children to go through what you're going through. <laughs> well done, thou good and faithful servant. God will judge you for stewardship. Because what you're doing is you're mismanaging wealth. And you're training those children to be self-indulgent. I like what one of, one, one of, one of the guys did. He was a white guy. He's a missionary in Kenya. He wrote something and I like it. He said they were, they were preparing the kids for breakfast and the kids said they wanted something. And uh, the, the children now, they prepared the food. And then the children say, oh, they don't want that again. He said, you eat it. That's how you learn to train them to keep their words. You, you said you want it, you would have it. Spend everything. Why is it at this age you still go to the market without a list? Why? You just throw, you just stroll into the market. You just stroll in there. What do you want to buy? He said, "Don't worry, I know what I want." No, no. It's not maturity not to go with a list. It's not maturity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me. Put control on your life. Don't make God look like He's not faithful. All we need to do in our life is to check how much we had last year. And we will know that God is faithful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on church, are you hearing what I'm saying? Have a list. This month I've started again. Your salary will come. If you are receiving your salary on the 23rd, have your budget done by 1920th. So that when the money comes, you know exactly what you want to do with it. Don't be like the prodigal son. The Bible says he spent everything. Spent everything. Alright. Now, what did, what did Solomon pray for? If you go to 1 Kings 3, verse 9 to 12, we still have a lot. Let me go quickly. What did Solomon pray for? Solomon prayed for what? Wisdom. But go, when you go back and right, right, read the story. So, give your servant understanding heart to judge people to discern between good and evil and all of that. And you know what God told him? He says, because you did not pray for the life of your enemies. Say, because you did not pray for riches and wealth. And he said, because you did not pray for long life. He says, I'll give you long life. I'll give you riches. 
All the prayer points we pray for in church, God says, because you did not pray for them, I will give them to you. What did Solomon pray for? Wisdom and an understanding heart. That was the key. What does Paul tell us to pray for in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17? Wisdom and what? Revelation. So that we might do what? Understand the will of God. The greatest prayer we need to pray this year is the prayer for wisdom, understanding and revelation knowledge. You see, that will give you long life. That will give you riches. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that will give you what? Uh, whatever has to do with your enemies. You know how to deal with your enemies. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. This is not a year where you are aggressive. Walk by wisdom. Walk by wisdom. What are some key areas that you need wisdom for? How to deal with your family. How to deal with your family. John chapter 7 verse 3. We all came from all kinds of families. Some of our families, some of our family members are born again. Some are born against. <laughs> They're born against the kingdom. But we all have families. Um, John chapter 7 and verse 3. I want to show you how Jesus dealt with his family. Now, when I mean family, I mean whatever, I use that in the context of whatever relationships we have. But let me tell you this, right? You must learn to deal with your family by wisdom. The wisdom of God, of course. Certain um, advice that come from our family members, we take them hook, line, and sinker because they are family. But they, they might have advice that's not really the wisdom of God. And some also would have advice that are the wisdom of God. Are you following what I'm saying now? But I want to show you something here. John chapter 7 verse 3. Look at, look at this. Therefore, his brother said to him, Live here and go to interview there, so that your disciples also may see your work which you are doing. It says, For no one does anything in secret when he seeks to be known publicly. If you do this thing, show yourself to the world. How many of you think that when you look at this advice from the brothers of Jesus, from the surface value, does it look like a very good advice? Beautiful, very beautiful. Ah, brother, if you are doing works like this, it cannot be secret. Go and show yourself. Praise God. It says, go and show yourself. It says, nobody does this kind of thing in secrets. If you're not careful, you can allow your family push you into doing things that are not in the right season for you. Come on, somebody. Are you here? Let's look at why they gave him this advice. Verse 5. Understanding. <laughs> for not even his brothers were believing in him. <laughs> you understand? Do you think that these miracles are true? See, I'm not sure. See, the last blind person that I saw, the way he was blinking his eye, I don't know if it's, it's okay. Let's give him one advice. If these miracles... And you, do you understand? Like, let me tell you, if you did not read verse 5, you would think the brothers meant well. But it wasn't wisdom. Because if Jesus had done that, he would have missed the timing of the Father. Verse 6. 
He says, so Jesus said to them, my time is not here yet, but your time is always opportune. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that it, it's these are evil. Go up to the feast yourself. I do not go up to this feast because my time has not yet fully come. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. Can, can you see how Jesus applied wisdom? He says, you people should go. I'm coming. I'm not coming to this feast. Then they went. Then Jesus went to the feasts secretly. You know, the Jews were looking for him. Go to the next verse. Bible says the Jews were looking for him. Go to the next verse, verse 11. So, the Jews were seeking him at the feast and saying, where is he, where is he? This seeking was to kill him. The advice his brothers gave him would have killed him. Not every advice that comes from family is great advice. Check it with the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How do some men go and marry second wives even though they are already believers? Pressure from family. Why do some people give birth to more children they can take care of? Pressure from family. Saying this, our family, we don't anything we do minimum four. Minimum four. As if it's calories we are counting. Pressure. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Men, be a man. I know your mother took care of you. I know your mother suffered for you. But you be a man and you lead your home according to the wisdom of God. Not according to the wisdom of your mother. Grow up. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. You and your wife, you're starting a new family. You're starting something to God. For once be a man. Not when you have money, they'll call you in the village. Every time you have money, something is always happening. Zinc will leak. Wood will fall. Say, oh, the goat that was in the combat ran away. Say, hey, what shall he say? Confess. When you come, we'll discuss. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me tell you this. I, you know, I, I, I love families and I have a happy family. But let me tell you this. You set your boundaries and you know what God wants you to do and you stick to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You do that. This is what is good. This is what I know God wants us to do and we stick to it. Wife, husbands, you come into agreements. Brothers, you, 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 you know what to do. Don't Open up your family to unnecessary pressure. Advice. That will lead you to your death. Sometimes it's financial pressure. At a point in your life, you have to tell everybody, come on, let's, let's have some responsibility here. You send money home all the time, there is no account. Anytime you want accountability, somebody starts crying. After I've taken care of you for 40 years, it's 40,000 you're asking me what I use for. You, what did you use it for? And, and don't buy into that blackmail. You know, we can easily be blackmailed in, 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 our, in our community. Because we're very sympathetic towards family. Anytime you raise an important issue, somebody will start crying. They say, it's okay, it's okay, don't cry, don't cry, it's okay. Accounts is, is cancelled. 
You've been building a house in the village for the past five years. It's not more than foundation. Something is always going wrong. And you're still sending money. Because your brother has to build it. Nobody else. It, it has to be your brother. Blood is thicker than water. Blood is thicker than water. Third Corinthians 4.4 4. Village translation. Your brother has to manage that business even though you are running at a loss. How can you have your brother and you put another man? Well, God has blessed you for us. And some of you, the devourers you are praying against is not far from you. And God is not rebuking them because you are not rebuking them. Are you hearing what I am saying? Listen to me, child of God. I know this will rub off on you some of the wrong way, but bless you. It's a new year. You demand accountability for every money you give to anybody. Except you are stealing it. I will repeat it because you are looking like you did not hear. Whatever funds you send for anything, you demand accountability except you are stealing it. But if you are working for it, you demand accountability. Jesus demanded accountability for the money he gave to the talents. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The last money I sent you, how was it spent? You can't keep pouring money into families who are not showing responsibility. If you decide to, God bless your heart. But when you end up poor tomorrow, don't say God is not faithful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you manage that with wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we good with that? I hope your family members don't get this message. <laughs> but you know the truth of the matter is that we have very strong ties in our African culture to families. And if that relationship is not managed well, it usually, it usually, it usually drains. It's a great culture, but we have to manage accountability when it comes to finances. All right? If you put your brother in a shop and he's not selling well, he's not acting well, take him out. Put somebody else there. Get that business up and running. You don't have all your life to work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that when somebody else manages them, however you want to help them, you can help them. But don't squander the business, the opportunity, the resources God has given to you. If you need to go build your house yourself, take leave, go there, build your house yourself and supervise. Yeah, we are here for you. I'm here for myself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't keep buying blocks. I don't know why I'm emphasizing this, but maybe somebody somewhere here needs to take that decision before the year gets in. Right? Can't keep buying blocks all the time. 700 blocks, 700 blocks. You bought 1,400 blocks and it's still 700. If you put a family member somewhere and you're experiencing decrease, you hold them accountable. And you find out what the issue is. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. Finances. Proverbs 21, 17. Let me run this quickly. Finances. Proverbs 21, 17. Praise God. Proverbs 21, 17. He who loves pleasure will become a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not become rich. Hmm? So you check your appetite for luxury. Check your appetite for pleasure. Check your appetite for wine and oil. There's a process to becoming rich. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you check your appetite. Three things, four things you must do with money. Saving, budgeting, investment, and giving. If, when, when I mentor people, if there's an area I struggle with a lot of people that I mentor over, it's just having an account. I, I, I realize a lot of people struggle with that. Okay, you went to the market. You spent hundreds of thousands. Have an account. What did you buy? He said, I know, I know. I'm not a small child. <laughs> it's not about having a small, it's having a small child. Have an account. Listen, dem- listen, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Demanding an account is not because the person does not trust you. You know, in our part of the world, we feel that when they ask you what did you use the money for, it's because the person did not trust me. So the way you even bring out the things, it's with quarrel. I bought oil. I bought oil. This is knife. This is meat. You know, it, I mean, so the next time, the person doesn't feel comfortable asking you. There is no millionaire I know that does not track their income. You have your savings, your expenses, your investments, and your giving. Have a notebook. Write things down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have talked about the wealth of the nations coming to us. That's the easiest part, prophesying about it. The difficult part is worth having to work the process. If the wealth of the nations are coming to you, you should at least be able to manage the wealth of your salary coming to you. You know prosperity can destroy. That's it. The prosperity of the fool will destroy him. One of the things that happened to this nation that, that, you know, that made this nation the way it is, is the oil boom. When we had agriculture, things were a bit okay. When the oil boom came, it, it's called the curse of oil. Not many people, not many nations that have found oil are able to manage their resources. The same oil that United Arab Emirates have is the same oil we have. They built a city out of a desert. We made a desert out of the city. Look at our roads. 60 something years after independence. You can't travel on a straight road and not hit a pothole. Can't have light. 67 plus years, a nation cannot have consistent light for 24 hours. People have light for two days and are alarmed. No public health. No emergency number. There's no 911. Something happens now, you go to the hospital, they'll tell you there's no bed. You buy your own bed. Buy your own needle. Bring your own doctor. It's hard. No functional educational system. Universities on strike for a year plus. 60 plus years. All the oil money. And I know for some of us who are just planning, when you just get to my town, let them just worry, let them know it. When you just get to my town, you just go there, take your own, and you leave for the next person. And that's our mindset towards politics. And so when your brother even wins election, you are the one putting pressure on them. Same when the left local government chairman, that's not how he treated his people. Everybody is a thief except the one that comes from our village. Share the money. And you have that approach towards your own life. Once your salary comes, something in you, not the Zoe life of God, the expenses life of poverty will be in you. 
you start seeing things. Go to Jumia online, order, AliExpress, everywhere. By month and people are calling your name. Your package have arrived. Your parcel have arrived. See comb you will order. I say this comb, when you come to the front, it, it bends backward. I say I just like it. Do you need that comb? Do you <laughs> do you need that comb? Say this air condition has number. This flask, it has a longer pole. You just buy things unnecessarily. Because something in you is going towards poverty. Something in you wants you to end up there. Then by December, you will start again. 2024 is the year. No, no, no. You can't change that. Nobody becomes rich by spending everything they have. All right? Are you still here? All right. All right, so time and seasons. Psalm 90, verse 12. Teach me to number my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. Give me Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, the amplified version. Ephesians 5, 16, and 17, you know. Just talk about how to get wisdom, and then we're done. Are you there? Um, give me Ephesians 5, 16, amplified ver- version. Okay. Making the very most of the time. Making the most, the very most of the time. It says, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be vague. Look at this. Don't be vague. Right? Let me just anchor here. Don't be vague. Don't go into, what do you want to accomplish this month? What do you want? We are, we are already in the year. What do you want to accomplish this week? Don't be vague. Not thoughtless and foolish. But understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. What's the will of the Lord for you this month? What's the will of the Lord for you this year? Don't be vague. Don't come into this year vague and thoughtless and foolish. Say, I I know God will do it. What will He do? What has He not done? (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're about to enter a new week. Take a a grasp of the week. What will you, by Saturday, by next Sunday when you come to church, what would you have accomplished? What books would you have read? Praise the name of the Lord. Who are you going to give to? By next week, text messages will come for us to pay school fees of your children and that of others. Say, brother, I celebrate the grace of God over your life. So who and who are you going to pay school fees for? How much are you going to give? Praise the name of the Lord. You know, before we enter the year, I, I, I listed what we're going to do for certain people. Just want to help them with a couple of things. These are the people I'm going to help. Where school fees is concerned. I'm not going to wait for the many requests to come. I'm not saying don't help people. But have a grasp. How much do you even have? Praise the name of the Lord. Do you have food enough for your children to go to school? Are their fees paid? If their fees are not paid, have you, have you prepared your appeal speech already? Have you gone over it? What are you going to tell the principal? Don't wait till they drive them. Go ahead of time. The prodigal son rehearsed that he was going to come home. Lord, I've seen against no, not like that. I've seen against no. 
Father, heaven before Father. Okay. I've seen that. He's so fine. You, you're not ready with the school fees. Prepare what you're going to tell the principal. Don't wait till they drive them. As school resume, when you go say, I want to see you, <laughs> then look at your speech. Uh, and then present. Have your life ordered. Before you know, you'll be waking up in December again. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't be vague. Alright, so just write this down. How to get wisdom. We're talking about the wisdom of God. Alright, not the wisdom of this world. So just write this down. I'll, write, I'll, I'll list, them down to you, list them down for you. And you write the verses. So you go back and study it yourself. Okay? How do you get this wisdom? First of all, the wisdom we're talking about is not the wisdom of this world. Alright? So you write James 3.17 down. Please, I want everyone to go back home. Read this scripture. Alright? James 3.17 from the Amplified. James 3.17 from the Amplified. That's the wisdom we're talking about. So go back and study it. Now, let me give you this list. How do you get wisdom? Number one, you ask. You ask. James 1.5. You ask. Lord, I need wisdom. Be humble enough to ask. Lord, I need wisdom in this area of my life. I need wisdom with my finances. Number two, you hear the word of God. All right? How to get wisdom. Number one, ask. James 1, 5. Number two, you hear the word of God. Matthew 7, 24. You hear the word of God. Matthew 7, 24. Number three, you act on the word. You act on the word. You hear the word, you act on the word. Matthew 7, 24. All right? Number one, ask, James 1, 5. Number two, hear the word, Matthew 7, 24. Number three, act on the word, Matthew 7, 24. Number four, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you what to do. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. You listen to the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 and verse 14. So four things. Ask, James 1, 5. Hear the word, Matthew 7, 24. Act on the word, Matthew 7, 24. Listen to the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 14. Every time you act on the word of God, every time you act on the word of God, you're walking in wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, in Ephesians 3, 10, the Bible said, talks about the many-sided wisdom of God. Ephesians 3, 10. The many-sided wisdom of God. So that the manifold wisdom of God, the many-sided wisdom of God, might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. You are the church. Through you, God wants to make his wisdom known. Let me tell you this. Look at this. Look at this, everybody. We'll close here. So that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places, even to the forces of darkness. They cannot withstand wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you walk in wisdom, even rulers and authorities in heavenly places will be amazed at the wisdom you work in. The devil cannot supersede the wisdom of God. I see you walking in wisdom this year in the name of Jesus. I see the wisdom of God coming upon your life mightily this year in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Let's pray. I want us to really trust God for wisdom this year. Can we be on our feet for a moment, please? Let's trust God for wisdom this year. Everybody, let's trust God for wisdom this year. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just give me a few minutes. Just be five minutes late. Let's trust God. For wisdom this year. Thank you, Father. Come on, we're believing God for wisdom. 
We believe in God for wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. We believe in God for wisdom. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.